This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? travelers it's monday that means it's time for in search of heroes presented by will of the dice i am tear the dm i am the world's okayest dm and i will be your guide this evening uh before we begin we do have some housekeeping things to take care of first and foremost we are for mature audiences viewer discretion is advised uh alice Hi, everyone. We at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarettes, cigars, and vaping. Uh, nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance. We want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. Though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, there are resources out there, and we support you in that endeavor. Awesome. Thank you, Alice. Locke? Hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about our musicians, those lovely and talented people. Who provide music for our show. Their music makes the highs high and the lows low. They kick us into battle gear and and make us want to have tender, soft moments by the campfire. And tonight, those musicians are Kevin McLeod, Jeff Farber, Dwergar, and our very own Patrick Taylor. Thanks, Peculiar Patrick. Awesome. Patrick? This program was made possible by contributions to our Patreon from viewers like you. Thank you. Should you like to contribute to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com forward slash W-O-T dice. There you will find more content such as After the Rolls, a show where we talk about the current seasons of shows premiering on the Will of the Dice Twitch channel. We also have monthly merchandise drawings for our subscribers. Awesome. Also, we have teamed up with Red Panda Dice and Delights. The next 16 uh, subscribers to Patreon receives a 35 millimeter Red Panda Dyson Delight uh, D20. They got the cute little panda on the 20. It's awesome. So, and for those of you that have already subscribed, thank you. Okay, that's housekeeping. So let's get into introductions. Hi everyone, I'm Alice, the voice of Karana, the pink tiefling that keeps her appearance covered up by a hood and a mask, and a drake warden ranger with her cute little acid, um, drake squiggly. And, uh, she's real tired of werewolves now. You can find both of us, we're both she, her, on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Cabin Cuppy Cake. Hi gamers! I persist at being Locke Clark. And uh, tonight, I am playing Jorvik Bramblebeard, your, your lovable four-foot-seven dwarven barbarian himbo. Uh, uh, Jorvik is a Path of the Giant Barbarian, which means when he gets angry, he gets real big. Um, and he is uh, tattooed and mostly bald, except for a long ponytail. Uh, and a big, fabulous beard, and he doesn't like wearing shirts, but right now he's wearing a crop top, sleeveless, of course, because we're in the snow. 
Uh, and you can find me on the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, a he they playing Genevieve, a she they, a six foot tall skeleton, for lack of a better term. Uh, she has a pact made with something and is looking for help to get out of it after all of these years of servitude. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. Hi, yes, this is Ames. Tonight I'm playing Ira. She's a four and a half foot tall circle towards Wergar. She's got white hair. She's kind of like that matronly build, so she's kind of thick and curvy. A little bit bow-legged. Um, she's always got her fun guys with her, which she swears helps her find things, which now they kind of do at least once a day for about ten minutes. And you can find me over on Twitter at LollyGFIFO. Hi, everybody. This is Christina, the voice of Keto, the 5'11 uh, sea elf with iridescent skin and bluish black hair. Uh, she's a knight of the Fey Court. We're both she, her. Um, and she's trying her best to be a good knight. But oh, everybody keeps calling her a hero. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tia Morska Schooler or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. And I am Dan, the player of Boomerzerig. Both he, him. Boomerzerig is a little guarding goblin. Uh, he was in an explosion a while back, leaving this side of his face mutated and scarred, uh, his head all scrambly, and his magic chaotic. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Ravenous Dan. And as I said at the beginning, I am Tia the DM. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Tier underscore the underscore DM or Blue Sky at Tier the DM. I believe with the introductions made and housekeeping handled, we can begin to proceed. But I warn you, tonight may be interesting. As always, our safe word is porcelain. Should the situation arise that you need us to stop, use the safe word. We will immediately stop and go to break, discuss the situation, and if we can, return. Before we begin, are there any last requests? Please no more werewolves. That's real weird coming from me, but please no more werewolves. I cannot make <laughs> that promise. <laughs> Creep Gagargarian is empty, save for you lot and a Sergeant Dauntless. The Blood Hunters have been almost eradicated from the face of Runeth Kesha in an event that will be known later the Purge or the Deepening, depending on which side of the battle lines you're on. The party had discovered, thanks to Vumerzerig, a place or item. It's not been revealed yet, known as the Hearth. When last we left, you had sat down to a meal and a drink with Sergeant Dauntless, who was going to attempt to educate you while trying to get an idea of what has transpired themselves. His feet on the table as he reclines in the chair, mug in his lap. He's looking over you all studiously.
it should be said that right now Genevieve looks like a high elf as she's done disguise self quietly. Okay. Where to begin? He'll take a long draw from his mug. His feet will hit the floor as he leans forward, denoting the seriousness of those words which are about to come forth. I believe fate has brought you here. Actually, no, it was a drawing. A drawing? Actually, it was a wagon. Lottery. <sighs> Well, there's I mean, no I'm sorry go ahead Christina if you want to get into semantics doesn't a lottery kind of leave it to fate so it doesn't matter there is a Dwergar and a dwarf and keep Gregor Garion again that has to be more than mere happenstance well um we both came from the same refugee camp, so it's not really happenstance per se, except for the fact that our names were drawn by lottery. You know, in times before, merely a week ago, divulging the information that I'm about to give to you would sentence me to death. But given the circumstances, I feel that maybe you're our only chance at survival. You all have proven yourself against werewolves and werefoxes. That's no easy feat. Slinks. Mm. Yeah, there was a couple of them. There was a whole herd. Iris just gonna mumble in Dwergar. Goddess and ancestors help us if we're the ones fated to save anything. And there's a couple of curse words thrown in there that Jorvik may not know the Dwergar dialect, but he's gonna recognize the curses <laughs> if he hears them. <laughs> I guess we should begin at the beginning. Once upon a time, Dwergar and Dwarf cohabitated. The very forsaken kingdom that lies not more than five miles from here was a kingdom of both Dwarf and Dwergar. Um, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm not going to argue with you, but um, how long ago was that? Because I've I've been walking, I've been up walking around for about a hundred and fifty year now, and we've never gotten along that I know of. Could Genevieve possibly make a history check on that? This would not be something that would be accessible outside of Keep Gregor Garion. Okay. Dan, someone's trying to get your attention. 
Just a moment. Sorry about that. We're all good. All righty. It's been about 700 years since the split. Oh, well, I, I'm only 66. My people are nomadic. We lived in the in the Sea of Solace. Teal dwarves. And actually, most of my tribe weren't dwarves. There was only, you know, a few families of dwarves scattered amongst the others. Um, they were a... a, a Varied tribe, even then, and then you know, left there to go to Sword of Hope after the village was raised. And, um, you know, didn't really meet a lot of dwarves there either, so I don't really know much about. I mean, I've heard we're not supposed to get along, but it's never stopped me from getting along with people before. <laughs> Well, the split was actually amicable. It is time and politics that divided the people from each other. How to explain this to laymen? You see, Dwergar and Dorf both had a love for mining and those things that could be found, the ores, the gems. They were craftspeople and made beautiful weapons, armor, and halls. Why, it was the dwarf and the dwergar that made keep Gregor Garion. Oh, yeah, I know. I was looking at the stonework. It's, um, never seen anything like it. Well, that's because it is a spell. The building itself, their buildings rather, are a spell. You see, during the mining operations, they uncovered what we refer to as the hearth. It is a physical manifestation of major ley lines of magical power intersecting and creating a well. That's why some of you will have felt it. It calls to the warlock and calls to the sorcerer. Hmm. Oh, that explains that. Oh, what I was saying. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what, what's with the chains? They bind the hearth. You see, as you get closer to the hearth, your magic becomes magnified. A mere firebolt spell could level an entire block. Oh. It is <laughs> the manifestation of all these lines of power, ancient and deep, coming together. But I do believe that it's time we unlock it. The lichens will not stop until they get to the hearth. They want to put us into eternal darkness so that they may roam freely as they choose. 
if we have any chance i'm sorry go ahead Ira. no she was just gonna you know when he pauses she's just but once you unlock something like that is there a way to control it or are you just kind of hoping that you don't get destroyed with whatever power comes with it it is not a weapon it will not instantly burst into wild chaotic cataclysm it's simply bound so that no one can tap into its powers but if we have those that can tap into its powers their potential is limitless keep the other side from tapping into it also though if we unbind it the problem is is that the other side outnumbers most of the civilization in this area they're going to come in force the were wolf the were fox the were bear their tribes even now gather together to perform their rituals and ceremonies the only option we have we'll look at you boomerzerig me? What? What? Is wow. to harness the power to stop the forces. All right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'll burn them all. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> the reason why I believe fate brought you here is that in order to remove the heart and the key. It takes the hand of a dwarf and a dwergar. <laughs> oh, okay. So, let me. I would, I would. I just. I want to make sure I've got this straight, right? We. We unlock the thing, and then. Boomer harnesses the power <laughs> to wipe out all of the were creatures in the area. Because if we don't, they'll get to the power and manage to use it somehow to make eternal night. Yes, that is my conclusion on the matter. They were already trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did. It did get dark, day dark longer than it should. But I mean, we're we're, we're talking about we're talking about genocide. We're gonna wipe out a whole people. Well, it's not like it's wipe out like everyone in the world. No, no, no! They're just the ones that are attacking us. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't know how we feel about that. I, kind of, I kind of understand where your advocate's coming from because, truth be told, it's not 
necessarily our fight, and she's going to motion to the the five the the six that are part of the party right now, um, because uh, technically we're not blood hunters. They aren't really fighting us. They're fighting you lot. And I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but um, from what me mem told me and me ancestors have told me. Yalot wasn't always that kind to others that um, you didn't take a liking to. Hey, we went through, we changed government officials in like every place we've been. And the last one, when I said, this isn't our fight, y'all were like, no, no, do the right thing. Now we have a chance to do the right thing, not just for the blood hunters, but for the whole world. And suddenly this isn't our fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> To be fair, I was not trying to say that any of the fights that we have been in have been our fight. We've just sort of been blackmailed into doing other people's things for information. Pretty much. And the difference here is the idea that we're wiping out an entire large group. Not just one, just not a small group that's actually picking on people that can't defend themselves. They are going to come after you. You killed their high priest. But there weren't any survivors. They don't know that we specifically are here, right? You do not understand how these creatures work. Were any of you bitten? Mm. No. no. <clears throat> I had fireballed. <laughs> Though I did end the life of one of yours that was. That's how we got the... She's gonna... That's how we got the map case. That's how we even found anything that led us towards where the hearth was. Karana, as you raise your hand, they will nod. You're marked. They can find you wherever you go. You can't hide. Does that mean Corana is a weird person? No, I feel fine. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Do weird people not feel fine? From what I have heard, again, not a blood hunter. From what I have heard, it's uncomfortable from going from you to where you. You're a sheep. Be a sheep. No, I was not bitten by any of the schlinks. Then why are you turning into a were you? The wrong type of you. There's more than one type of you? I'm very confused. At this moment. There's you as in who you are as a person, Y-O-U, and then there's you, E-W-E, which is a female sheep. Call a female sheep you. We do. Genevieve will kind of clear her throat. But Hunter. Yes. Do you know of any ways of nullifying a contractual obligation to something? Depends on what the something is. If I were to show you would you be able to tell? Maybe. 
uh, at that point, she'll drop Disguise Self and be the skeleton. Okay, now I must roll a die. Now I get the good numbers. They will start very, very openly. Their hand will twitch as if going to go for their weapon, but they do not. They will pull a three-inch ruby square cut from a pouch and hold it up looking at you. And in High Elven, I don't know who speaks High Elven, but in High Elven, we'll say, this is the work of a lich. In Elvish, she'll reply, yes. The hearth could restore you. I... Don't believe I wish to be restored, mostly just be at peace, if that makes any sense. The hearth could get you there. Well? You've got to understand, he will switch to common. The hearth is a gathering of the ancient magic that flows through Runeth Kesha. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Razorig wants to wield the hearth, yes. <laughs> Kaboom, Razorig, do it. Please. Please take it away from him once we're finished. Yeah. Tell us there's a there's there's a way that we can like, you know, separate him from the hearth once we're done. Yes. And with the key and the heart, we can lock it once again. But this army is going to march south. They are going to start here and make their way through all of Sharkandor. Actually, I have a question. If the hearth can get rid of a, a contract such as what she'll gesture at Genevieve they have going on could they not reverse lycanthropy I know of no spell that could do that but I am not well versed in all the schools of magic Is lycanthropy not a curse? I suppose it is. But can a sorcerer or a warlock remove a curse? I can't do that. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> is there any among you that can? There may be away Ira, did you raise your hand that you can or I was actually holding up a finger one second because I was I was double checking if I have if I have it yet 
if it's available to me yet. Hold on. Nope. I mean, I don't have it now, but I mean, I I know the possibility is there. There are magic users that can remove curses. And what is your idea, Genevieve? I could potentially speak to something that would allow for me to use such magic. And then amplified by the hearth, I possibly could use such magic against, as you say, if a firebolt could level an entire city, a massive remove curse could potentially affect an entire army. I'm, I'm a little concerned that you keep saying something and not someone. I mean, is your master a thing? I wasn't referring to what I am contractually obligated to work for. My boss. What were you referring to? <laughs> well, I do have the ability to summon um, things from uh, beyond. And so we may be able to strike up a deal with such a thing. But also, above table, I have a thing called Eldritch Versatility where I can swap one of my spells. I haven't done that yet, so it's either I, we could roleplay me out summoning a greater demon to do this, or I could just use the ability of Eldritch. Thing. It's up to you. Okay. Use the ability. Okay, okay. So then uh, Genevieve will say, oh, but also I think, and she'll pull out a small little book and paper. That, ah, yes, here it is. I do have the remove curse spell. You said a lottery brought you here. What what type of lottery? If I may ask. They put Sword. like little wooden things in a in a bowl and then turn it around and then pick your name. What was? Oh, and a big prize. Sword of Hope had a group of heroes. They, we haven't heard from them. They drew names to send people out to find those heroes. And we are the unlucky few who are looking for the heroes. Because this is obviously the best form of government ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You said it right. I can take oh, you uh, to them. Wait. You, you know the heroes? Yes. Oh. The wait, wait, wait. Finally, oh, thank God. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What do you want from us, or what do we need to do first? Because everywhere we go, people are willing to give us information or point us in their direction. And then comes the catch. You don't know how many town people we've killed to get here. There is no catch. If you wish, I can take you to them this evening. If you're willing to just idly step by and let the 
lichen tribes descend upon the world, then if you can sleep with that, so be it. I don't want to sleep with that. No, no, no. Bumerzerig does not want to sleep with that. Bumerzerig wants to take out all the lichens. Yeah. Bumerzerig just wants to use the heart. That's true. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Bumerzerig there. Yeah. Besides, your bedroom might get kind of smushy if you put all the lichens in plus Jorvik. I mean, like, how big is that bedroll? Sleep with the, like, I don't. All right, all right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm. I'm not the smartest cookie, and I know that. But we've heard this before. And it's not that I don't trust you. But. Can you describe the heroes that you're taking us to? Oh, that's right. We have well, been a set of heroes. Uh, the first is a dragonborn, and they will describe Akatosh. Mm. They'll describe Helga, Fred, Ryzark, Flinch. That sounds like the heroes. Mm -hmm. And, and one of them's not a, like a dwarf with the beard pulled up, and no, they oh. they died in a horrible accident in, in a town. Remember? Horrible, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. All right, all right. I'm I'm not. I know that back at Anvil Hold, I said that there were. But we needed to defend those people, and we needed to stand up and fight. And and now I'm I'm waffling about fighting, but that's because those were just a bunch of undead, and undead are different. This is these are folk, and Wait, and yeah, they, they might be bad folk. Hold on, let me finish. They might be bad folk, but that doesn't mean that all of them are guilty, and that all of them deserve to die. I'm against genocide as a rule, but. There's a chance that we can cure all of them of their curse and protect Corona and help Genevieve in the process and let Boomer play with the big magic toy Boomer very much wants to play with. <laughs> then I'll do it. Oh, okay, that's all well and good. Can we go back to the part where you just called Genevieve different than any other living creature? You said undead are different. That's just rude. Like, we have an undead with us now. You can't be, you can't just, like, discriminate like that. Oh, no, he's quite right. The undead are very different. If this were brought up at uh, a company meeting, for instance, um, and anyone were to be any way that you have all acted, um, you probably would have been killed and brought back to life at least twice. So, the undead are different, but I, I took no offense by it. If you and, don't, if you're not offended, whatever. And and Genevieve isn't like, is different than those pirate undead who are just all, uh, and shambolic, you know, like. So Genevieve's now articulate. So so now you're gonna go like, oh, because they're zombies and not skeletons. I mean, where do you draw the line? Um, 
mindless eating machines <laughs> versus sentient acting free will agents. But the guy running him was talking and stuff, so he had, like, free will. Yes, and he was an asshole, and I killed him one-on-one -on -one in a fight. Fine. It's the other guy. Oh, but the Horde was just, uh, they were thralls under his control. We set them free by killing him. They just all sort of fell down. Okay, but you said you want to help the sick people, so let's help the sick people. Great. Why are we arguing about this? I don't know. Bloodhunter. Yes. Where is the hearth and may we begin this evening if they are on the march? I will take you to the catacombs beneath. They are creatures that guard the heart and the key. I have no name for them. I have personally not seen them. But I know that the last group that tried to forcefully take the heart and key perished. Of course, they did. So, reason is the way of, of the world, then. Oh, no. You're going to have to fight these beasties. Ah, I see. Well, and Genevieve will start to stand up and realize everyone else is probably, like, still eating because she doesn't eat. <laughs> and we'll kind of sit back down and be like, I am ready when everyone else is ready. Sergeant, is it? Yes. Um, I don't mean to to ask more, but um, when we were about to fight the um, general, high priest, whatever the fuck he was, um, uh, just before that moment, there were tentacly things coming out of the box that led down to where the big magic thing is, and um, uh, they were attacking Boomer, and I, I threw my favorite dagger at it, and and it disintegrated, and um, well, it was my favorite. It always came back to me, and I, I loved that dagger. You, there wouldn't be anything like that laying around here, would there? Probably. We can have a look-see when this is all done. Okay. We, we don't... We don't... We're not going to encounter one of those back tentacle thingies again, are we? Probably. Oh, great! Well, I don't like Boomer's or he does not like that. Oh. We know how to defeat it now. Go, 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 go. Do the same thing we did last time. I'll dispel it. Throw Yorvik's favorite dagger at it. No, right. no. What happened after that? Because oh. what I did actually stopped it. The dagger just got disappeared. But what the if the dagger was source. part of it? What? No. What if the dagger made it, it susceptible? No. 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 Okay. No. I promise that's saying? not how that worked. Okay, I'm just, uh, just saying, I mean, if we don't have another, we don't have another magic dagger, I mean, we, but we'll, we'll do our best. Mm. We'll try the dispelling thing. 
Karana, you will feel weight on your shoulder. It is Squiggly's head as they have grown and now have wings. Yay! I can't fly on him yet, but yay! She's going to pass at the big thing of meat at him. If there is a big thing of meat. Of course. Squiggly's a good boy. All right, so what can you tell us about these beasties? They are centuries old. They come from a time of the before. I do not know their weaknesses, their strengths. I know only that the last group that went down there took a cannon and did not return. Oh, oh let's not do cannons again. So many cannonballs. No, there were no cannonballs, but there were lots of cannons. And well, luckily, gonna... we have a boomerang. It is kind of like a cannon. <laughs> I sadly cannot contest that statement. I will not lie. I am slightly interested in seeing your abilities, little green one. <laughs> Aerith just going to sit back, waiting for everybody else, and while doing so, she's going to pull out a pipe that you guys haven't seen before, pack it from her non-skull and crossbones pouch, and sit there and smoke a pipe while waiting for you guys to get ready. It smells like tobacco and maybe something else. Well, Merzrig is ready to see the hearth. <laughs> Alright, well, we're ready then. And, uh, Jorvik picks up his, his tanker. And and chugs it, but a lot of it winding up in his beard, and then slams the cup back down the table. I'm ready. Where do we Hi, go? Let's do it. Follow me. He will rise. Finish his drink, unsheath his sword, and begin to lead you through the twists and turns of Keep Gregorgarian. Following different stairwells going down, some will loop back on themselves and then go down again. The air begins to get musty as cobweb and dust amass as none have been this deep into the keep in a long time. You will find yourself standing in front of a door, a etching of a creature with four arms and giant wings, its hand outstretched as if gripping something. The blood hunter will place his sword in the creature's hand, the weight causing a click, click, click as the arm lowers and the door parts.
Before going near the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Before going anywhere near going through the door, Ira is just going to kind of whisper to her spore staff, get a little thump. It's going to glow for a second, and she's going to use her wild shape to activate her symbiotic entity. Okay. Is that a creature? No, that's the one that... um, it awakens the spores that infuse you. I get 32 uh, temporary hit points. I roll double damage dice from my halo of spores damage, and I deal 1d6 additional necrotic damage when I hit with a melee weapon attack. Okay, thank you. Yep, and it lasts for 10 minutes. Is this where you are leaving us, Blood Hunter? I, I am going to prepare the defenses the best I can. Button down the keep. Activate the wards. And pray. Very well. I am appreciative of your assistance. And should we all survive... I do wish to thank you personally. Look forward to that. Will you venture forth, oh brave heroes? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomerang's the leader, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Boomerang forgot. <laughs> Boomerang goes forward. <laughs> All right. So Boomer at the beginning. Who's after Boomer? I'll be after Boomer. I guess Arrow will be behind your Vic since. We need a dwarf and a dwergar for the heart and the key. Crown is going to be in back. Um, Genevieve will be uh, in front of Karana. Okay, I, I guess Kira's in the middle. As you cross the threshold, the air grows cold. You can see your breath. You can feel the small ice frost form at the corners of your mouth and on your eyelids. It is unbearably cold. Almost painfully for those of you affected by such. You are standing in a hallway that is three feet wide with a ceiling of six and a half feet. The walkway is narrow. In a weird cave. Weird cavern. No, just keep going. It's, uh, yeah.
Yep, keep going. As you travel forward, Boomer's rig, you will hear a click beneath your feet. Well, that's not good. Uh, what was that? What was that click? Did anyone hear that? Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Jorvik is going to get down on the floor and attempt to look at the tile, stone, whatever that Boomer is standing on. Investigation, I would assume? Yes. Uh, that is a 17. The the tile that he is standing on has depressed. Oh, um, you, 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 you stepped in it. Um, hold. I stepped hold in what? On. What did I step in? What did I step in? What did I step in? Don't, oh. don't, don't move. Oh, don't. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, a, uh, uh, Corona. Yes. Um, are you good with traps? I'm good at setting them. What about disarming them? Not really my wheelhouse. Alright, well. Jorvik cracks his knuckles. Guess it's up to me then. And he pulls out a set of thieves' tools. <laughs> and I'm going to attempt to disarm a trap. Disarm <laughs> Are you proficient with thieves' tools? I am. Okay, so this will be a sleight of hand. All right. Uh oh, that is a natural nineteen plus. So sleight of hand, I'm not proficient in sleight of hand though, but I am proficient in thieves tools, so I get my dex bonus plus my proficiency bonus. Is that right? You get your proficiency bonus. But not I thought. my dex? No, because you're not proficient in sleight of hand. Being with the thieves tools gives you the proficiency bonus with the thieves tools. Okay. Then that's going to be uh, 19 plus 3 is... Uh, uh, 21. 21, blackjack. The DC was 20. You did good. Okay, all right, Boomer. Um, yeah? Did you fix it? Did you get did you? I, th I think, I, I think I, so. I, I want you to step off it. very carefully. Okay. Boomer's already steps off. The trap was disarmed. Nothing happens. Oh, good. I'm not dead. Good. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh. Um, Nothing to worry about. Hey, nobody step on this, um, this bit of stone here. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, being the fearless leader of the group, I'm going to make the expert decision to let Yarvik go first. And he pushes Yarvik in front of him. Yarvik will take the lead. Okay. And after you all. Ten steps Go down ahead. the hall, Jorvik looks back at Boomer and is like, Wait, I'm the one who can disarm the thing, and now, but if I'm standing on it, how do I... This makes no sense, but he keeps going. As you go, 
you come to a thin string dangling from the ceiling, dancing in the breeze that has now entered the tunnel. What's that? What's that, Yarvik? It looks like a piece of string just sort of bobbing on the wind. Do we pull it? We should pull it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull it, pull it, pull it. I don't think that's a good idea. It could be like a party popper or something. Yeah, if party popper meant that we might all die because it's probably another trap. Well, that wouldn't be a big party now, would it? Exactly, oh so yeah, I would leave it alone. is a party. Yeah, no, not the party I want to be at. Thank you very much. I'd say just okay, leave it alone. Okay, okay, okay. Leave it alone. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Leave it alone. Mm, okay. I'm going to walk past it without touching it. All right. As it's dancing in the breeze, those that wish to try to get past it will need to make dexterity checks. Mm. Yeah, I'm great at those. Well, that's bad. Mm. All right. We'll start with Jorvik since he's in the lead. 14. All right. And then Boomer. Hey. Ira. Dirty 20. Keto. Keto is going to stop. You said the ceilings are only six and a half feet tall. Yes. She's going to stop and look up and see if she can, like, not touch where the string is, but, like, try to inspect with her finger around it. Give me an investigation check. Oh, that was horrible. No, that's a three. <laughs> Find dirt and cobwebs. And Ira wouldn't be much help. She's four and a half foot tall, but, you know, Ira's going to be like, what are you trying to do, Kito? What are you looking for? I don't know, but it's not that far above my head. I'm a little concerned that there's a string here. Um, oh, can you do the thing with your, your fun guys? I can, but I can only do it once a day, and it only lasts for a little bit of time. I just... I'm awfully suspicious of this. Okay, so she's gonna take her, um, trident and, like, scrape it along the ceiling, getting closer and closer to the string. Roll a percentage. Okay. Sixty-two. Oh, sixty-eight. I can't read. It was almost nice. Uh, clumps of dirt and moss and spiders fall to the floor. And you see runes. Um, so this kind of looks like that magic land language that, um, Azrael used to write it. I, I don't read runes. Allow me. Yeah. And Genevieve will walk over to look at it. I can read all writing. Dance the dance of death. It'll just read it out loud. Dance the dance of death. Well, 
And for dad, you're standing still. Pretty. Telling me it's just a standing still dance? Sounds like something for a trap. Does it look like there's more runes underneath, like, dirt, or is that the only... That's it. It's at this point, since Boomerzerig was the first one to fail, the string will wrap around your throat, Boomerzerig, and lift you off the ground. Oh, I see it! Pojo was suspicious of it! Kato's gonna Ooh. try to cut it. Oh, the hangman's jig, the dance of death. Ah. Okay. You're going to try to cut it? Not help ah. Yeah. I'm going to get out there, you're. Where's my other 12? Hold on one second. I'm missing a die. No problem. There it is. Boomerzerig, you take eight points of damage. Keto, oh. as you try to cut it, your blade bounces off. But I do need you to roll the damage that you would on an attack. Eight. How much damage, Keto? Eight. That is transferred to Boomerzerig. Eight points of damage. All right. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, seeing that that didn't work, Kido's just gonna grab Boomer and push his head into the ceiling. Oh. Get the weight off the net, the rope. As you grab him, <laughs> the noose around his neck sprouts and descends. I need a dexterity saving, or a dexterity check. No, this will be a saving throw. To see if you can avoid the same fate. Fifteen. You are able to dodge, but we'll have to let go of Boomerzerig to do so. Damn it! <laughs> Karana's gonna try and follow where the string is coming from to try and get to its source. It's just connected to the ceiling next to the room. Oh, okay. Arrow's um, gonna go ahead. No, you go ahead. Arrow was just gonna try to dispel magic. Roll a d20. That is a 17. And like that, the noose releases you, Bumerzerig, and you fall to the ground. Oh, thank you. Taking goodness. another two points of damage. <laughs> See, like I said, a trap. I told oh. you it was suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Which is why. I, I didn't disagree, but um, I said it was best to go on and leave it and not mess with it. Um, she's like gonna not even a half a dozen inches above my head. Y'all are that. short. <laughs> I, 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 I'm well aware of my challenges in life, but. It was I, still I, a good idea just to, like, duck and try to walk around or under it and leave it. She's going to say that while she's just touching Boomer to cast a level one cure wounds. I apologize. Yes. I was not saying your challenge. I was saying that I was too tall. 
and that was my challenge in life, but that, that's fine. Apparently, I'm just offending everyone today. I, whatever. And Kido's gonna walk on, not even looking. Like, just, like, shaking that's... her head at herself. Yeah. Just walk on. Oh, you see, that's I thought one. it was Limbo at first, was the dance of death, because you had to get under the rope. But then I realized it was the hangman's chick. 11 points. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that feels real good. Oh. <laughs> I feel very smart for figuring that one out. Kito, you will feel a blast of air come across your face. And you will hear stone grinding stone as a wall on either side in the middle between you and your friends begins to close in the tunnel. Karana's running to try and, and get through the gap. Um, other people run as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Kato's gonna yeah. try to turn her, her trident. Like, it's I would. bigger than the wall. Okay, it's bigger than the walls anyways. Like, it won't fit. <laughs> I just thought about that. It's too long. So is everyone running? Oh, yeah. Yep. Boomer's definitely yep. running. Okay, y'all are... She's gonna step back, then. If they're coming towards her, she's gonna step back. There's no checks needed. Y'all will make it. Okay. Oh, goodness. The last one coming through is... The walls coming together. Torches will ignite. As you find yourself standing in a room. Debris strewn everywhere. In the center of the room, an old, rusted cannon and a pile of bones around the cannon. There is, a, there is a hallway in the center wall opposite of you. And on either side, statues of creatures with four arms, four eyes, two horns, Bat-like wings and a scorpion tail. Well, I guess we found the last people. We got at least as far as them. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was it. You're just. I guess we got as far as they did. Do you think they remembered to bring cannonballs? CNS. Seeing as they're dead, obviously, I don't think it really matters at this point because I, I don't think the cannon helps them any. I'm just curious. I mean, they hmm. could be here, but maybe we look after. Fair enough. Those who enter to seek the heart must face the guardian. The statues will begin to tremble, oh. the stone breaking away from them, revealing flesh, thick gray hides, glowing red eyes, salivating mouths with long fangs. Ah! It's terrifying! I'm... At least they're not made of stone. This is good. We can we can pierce flesh. Right, right, right. 
what's the what's the what's the makeup of this room like? Well, everybody, go ahead and roll initiative and join me in Albert Radio. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask how big the room is. I said fireball. Uh, that's what I meant. Mm. Um. Keto. 21. Nice. Ira. Uh, 15. Boomerzerig. 7. 7? Yeah. Piranha. 10. Jorvik. Uh, I share 15 with Ira. And Genevieve. 16. All right. Before combat begins, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get our snickety snacks, our beverages of choice, and then we'll be back and see, can the party get the heart and the key? <laughs> we'll be back. And we are back. Thanks so much for hanging out while we got our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and handed our business. We're about to enter into combat. That's why you hear that kicking combat music we have by our very own Patrick Taylor. Uh, but before we do that, Locke has some lowdown, the lowdown on the lowdown. Hi, gamers. It's me, your friendly neighborhood Locke Clark. And I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about our partner in this endeavor, NordVPN. NordVPN provides military-grade encryption for all your devices, keeps you safe from malware and spyware, and keeps your information from getting out into the wrong hands. And if it should get out, they go and take care of that shit for you. NordVPN also lets you browse the web when you're out in public on public Wi-Fi completely anonymously by letting you use their ISP for their servers so that you appear to be in other places, making it harder for people to find you and hack into your information. And because you can change your location to anywhere in the world on any of their hundred and some odd servers, you can appear to be in other countries and therefore geolocked material is accessible to you. Which means you can watch Netflix in other countries just by appearing to be in that country and using your Netflix account. Or you could log into other countries, Amazon, and send things to your friends that live in those countries without having to pay international shipping. So to try NordVPN out for yourself, you're going to go to our website, that's willofthedice.com, and you're going to click the link there so they know you came from us and you want them to, to know you came from us so that we look cool. So go try NordVPN today, and they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're not risking anything by trying it. Try NordVPN. Tell them Tier sent you. All right. We are starting off with Keto. So Keto is going to move 10 feet closer. If I did that right. Oh. Come on. 
Move like you're supposed to. Hit the little walkie, dude. There we go. Okay. Um, and she's going to throw her trident. All right. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. That will hit. All right. Nine plus two for my thrown weapon fighting. So 11. All right. And then she's going to take. Right. No, I'm, I'm measuring so I don't cheat. Okay. Uh, she's going to move another 10 feet. Okay. And then throw her pike at it. Infused. Oh no! Wait. I sorry. I I don't throw. I pokey. I pokey. It's got ten foot reach. Pokey my pike at it. You said infuse strike. If it hits. Uh, that's a eighteen to hit. That'll hit. All right. I had a d six of acid damage. Awesome. So, ten points of regular piercing. And I rolled low. One point of acid damage. And that is Keto's turn. Number two will instantly spring to you, Keto. While number one moves southward to stand in the doorway of the hall opposite of you. The first attack coming from the beast, its fangs reaching down to bite at you. That is a 19 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits. That is seven points of piercing damage. The then swipes with its claw. 24. That hits. Nine points of slashing damage. Next attack will hit. Six points of slashing damage. That will bring up Genevieve. A tier. Yeah. The um, we just saw it get hit with acid. How effective did that look? On your turn, you can make a perception check. Uh, Genevieve will uh, pull out her arcane focus, her book of shadows, uh, and the rod of the Pact Keeper, waving it and pointing it at um, creature number two, and is going to cast Eldritch Blast. Alrighty. First beam is at number two. That is a 28. That will hit. For five force damage. And then she will adjust her aim and point at uh, number one. And the second beam from Eldritch Blast going to that one. That is a 26. That will hit. For nine force damage. 
All right. Um, and then let me double check something real fast. Uh, yes. And then as a bonus action, uh, she is going to uh, invoke her form of dread where she will transform into what looks like a terrifying skeletal uh, mage. Her robes will tatter up. Um, the skeletal bone kind of shimmering a little bit, almost uh, in fear. Uh, and then um, it is I can force uh, it says one uh, once on each of my turns I can force a creature to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, I'd okay. like to make creature number two make a wisdom saving throw. It's a DC 15. That's a natural 20. Okay. Um, that is it. All right. That's your turn. That's your turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. The Eldritch Blast streaking, exploding in a brilliant shimmer of showers. Uh, that will bring up Ira. Okay. Um. So she is going to take her movement to go 30 feet and go um, basically a little south and um, and east. She's going to wind up on the map here, right where this one little skelly guy is, and be um, kind of kind of in distance between one and two. Um, and we are going to cast first. We're going to do um, Guardian of Nature and going to use oh. the Great Tree. Um, okay. So this one, um, it's a nature spirit answer, answers your, car, your call. And you choose one of the following. Uh, great Tree, your skin appears barky and leaves sprout from your hair and you gain the following benefits. I know the temporary points won't stack. You gain 10, uh, 10 temporary hit points. You make constitution saving throws with advantage. You make dexterity and wisdom-based attack rolls with advantage. And while you are on the ground, the ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies. One G1 okay. and G2 would be my enemies. Okay. And then I'm going to use um, my bonus action to do shillelagh on her staff. And then that is my turn. All right. That will bring up Jorvik. All right. Bonus action. I will rage. Uh, but because we are in a close, confined space, uh, the ability Giant Stature um, says, while raging, uh, your reach increases by five feet, and if you are smaller than large and there is enough room, then you increase your size uh, and become large along with anything you are wearing. So since there's not room in this place for me to become large, uh, I don't actually grow, but I do gain the extra reach step. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and also as part of activating my rage, uh, my hammer uh, becomes an elemental cleaver. Uh, I am going to choose thunder damage. Okay. So my weapon becomes 
uh, starts reverberating with the power of thunder. Uh, and I am also going to, as part of activating my rage, use instinctive power, which means as part of your bonus action to enter a rage, you can move up to half your speed. So I am going to move, uh, my speed is 35, so half of that will be 17 feet. Um, I'm going to move to the box over here in the lower corner, um, which should put me about 20 feet, uh, 15 feet, that's perfect, uh, from G2, who I will then throw my hammer at. Okay. Uh, twice. Hammer that's what I was thinking, Christina. Jorvik now has gorilla arms, so he can... Yeah. Um, uh, that is a 12 plus 10 is a 22. That'll hit. It hit. Uh, all right. And so that will do all of this. If I can get the dice out of the tray. There you go. Uh, that will do 6, 12, 7, 19 points of um, uh, thunder damage. And... And I have the Crusher feet now, so uh, once per turn when I hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage. Oh, that's right. No, I, that doesn't work because I changed it to elemental damage. Never mind. Yep. No, I didn't think about that when I took the feet. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, so we'll ignore that. But, um, yeah, second attack then. Uh, that is a 14 plus 10 is a 24. Yeah. Four, nine, 10, 17 points of thunder damage. Nice. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right, Karana. All right, Karana is going to move in a slightly northeasterly direction to take cover behind uh, this knockdown table right here. And she's going to bonus action command Squiggly to also do the same. And that is going to be her turn. All right, so you're taking cover. Are you trying to hide or just taking cover? Just taking cover. Okay. And that will bring up Boomerzerig. Okay, so I got to figure out how to do this. Because um, I haven't cast this spell yet. So I have to figure out the tools in Owlbear to make this work. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, nope, that's not the tool. That's not going to work. What are you trying to do? I am casting Wall of Fire! And, uh, I'm gonna just draw the line. Well, that's not a line either. Uh-uh, okay, that's, there we go. And... 
right through them. Uh, and the burning side, it burns 10 feet towards them on their side. So it's not going to hit okay. Kito. Um, I don't know the best way to represent that within Owlbear, but uh, it's a one foot, one foot line and then 10 feet after that line burns. Uh, and it's 20 feet in the air, which means it's just the full. That's really too big. All right, so are they saving throws or? Uh, yes. So let's read the spell here. Sorry. Uh, you create a wall of fire on a solid surface within range. Uh, the surface is going to be the ground beneath them. Uh, you can make the wall up 60 feet long and 20 feet high. There's plenty of room there to go all the way through them uh, and one foot thick. Um, or I make a ringed wall, but this is just a line anyway. Um, when the wall appears, each creature within its area must take a dexterity saving throw, which is a DC 17 for me. Um, on a failed save, the creature takes 5d8 damage or half as much damage on a successful save. Uh, and then, um, one side of the wall, selected by me when I cast the spell, uh, deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or inside the wall. Uh, a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. So if it ends its turn there or enters it, it automatically takes the damage. Uh, when I cast it, it takes a saving throw to take the damage. So okay. I'll go ahead and roll, ahead roll damage. Yeah, let's see here. I got five, my five, let's see. There you go, oh, here's five D8. And roll. Uh, five. Twenty-five fire damage. All right, is that your turn? Uh, well, that was a leveled spell, so let's see. Oh what, yeah. let's, let's see, what see if let's see if stuff happens. I rolled a twelve, so nothing happens. Nothing happens. You're yes. now at nine. Yes. All right. And that is my turn. Keto. So I can see this wall, right? Like it's yeah, it's a oh, flaming. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, okay. it is technically opaque, but it is a flaming wall. That's... However, it's it's only like half in the wall. So I, I just want to make sure that she knows enough not to step there, because what I was yeah. gonna do was stepping there. So I did change my plan. Okay. <laughs> my apologies. No, no, that's fine. Um. Okay. Um. So, Keto is going to drop her pike and try to hit it with the cutlass. Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Um, that's 7. And then, second attack is a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Uh, and that is 11 points of damage. And then I'm going to action search. Okay. And I get two attacks per action, so awesome. All right. Uh, 22 to hit, so that should that hit. Hits. Um, that's 10 points of damage. And then last attack is only a 14. That will miss. Howling and anger, maybe even pain. 
the second one in front of you, Kito, will begin to attack. I will tell you it is foregoing its bite to use all four of its claws. Also, Halo. Okay, let's do the Halo first. That's a DC 16 con save. Okay, number two rolled a natural 20. Number one rolled a 19. I think it's all or nothing. It's been a little bit, so I had to read it again. Yeah, it's all or nothing, so nothing happens. All right. Maybe I wasted my only natural 20 in this die, Keto, and you won't get whammied. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. That will hit. Nine points of slashing damage. That will miss. That will hit. Eleven points of slashing damage. Well, that was a good one. That one will miss. Number one will vanish. And reappear in front of Boomerzerig. Oh, great. Oh. First, it's bite. 17. Uh, yep, I hit. Yep. 11 points of piercing. Ow. Is wall of fire concentration? Uh, it is. Um, okay, however, go ahead and make your. I get to roll it with advantage because I have Warcaster now. Okay, you just got to roll a 10 or better on your con check. So whatever your uh, con modifier is. Yep. All right. 15. First claw will miss. I'm sorry, Boomer. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Let us go to Tearbot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Make a strength saving throw or a strength check, please. Ooh, okay. Uh, I will use Tides of Chaos to give myself advantage. All right. Um, I rolled a 19. Okay, you do not go prone. Okay, that's good. I think. Not sure. But you will take 21 points of slashing damage. Oh, no. So I need another con save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be 11 or better. Uh, I rolled a... Oh, yeah, I, I rolled a 24. <laughs> okay. Genevieve. All right. Um... Genevieve is going to use her once per turn uh, form of dread. Uh, she's going to force uh, number one to make a wisdom saving throw. It's okay. a DC 15. It's a f okay, so that's a fail. So it is frightened of me until my next turn. Okay. And that's number one? Yes, number one. Okay. And then uh, 
her eyes starting to kind of illuminate and glow like that of a uh, skeletal mage. She's going to reach out her rod of the Pact Keeper and uh, pointing it at number one is going to cast Witch Bolt. Okay. That's an 11. That will miss. Um, and that is Genevieve's turn. All right. The room will begin to shimmer and shake. Um, Boomer Ezreg, you're the fearless leader. <laughs> Roll a d20 for me. 18. Part of the floor will fall away. Oh. Ooh. Okay, just right there, okay. <sighs> okay. You're up. Yep. All right. Um, gonna take, I had measured it, but now I forgot. After seeing where one went to gonna take about 15 foot of movement to go south and west with my tree self and uh, we're gonna take a whack at one with your shillelagh yes with my shillelagh quarterstaff <laughs> Twenty-six to hit. That'll hit. Okay. So that'll be uh, that'll be ten points of bludgeoning damage and three points of necrotic damage. And then um, she's just going to yell out, you know, "Be careful, Boomer!" And it's going to be a level two healing word as my bonus action. Okay. And so. That'll be eight points of healing. Sorry, ten points of healing back. Is that your turn, Era? That's it. Jorvik. All right, cool, cool, cool. So um, <clears throat> I am only ten feet away from him. Perfect. Oh, I'm ten feet away from him. Yeah, and my difficult terrain doesn't affect party it only affects the enemies right um yeah i'm going to i'm gonna move uh up to g1 uh and i am going to attempt to grapple him okay with my big meaty gorilla arm um, that is a, uh, what do I use for grapple? That is athletics? Yes. Yes. So that is a 17 plus 7 
is a 24, but I'm going to roll again because I get advantage on strength checks as I'm raging. That is not better or a natural 20. So uh, we will stick with the 24. All right. I will roll. Failed. They are grappled. All right. And then I am going to... um, I'm going to take movement... And I'm going to move five feet back, pulling him with me. And then I'm going to make my second attack with my hammer. Uh, And that is a natural 19. Infuse strike. So it'll be a 29 to hit. And... Uh, that will be eight plus seven is 15 plus whatever the infused strike does. Uh, uh it's one D six acid damage. Roll a D six. That's a six. So, uh, 15 points of thunder and six points of acid to the grappled creature. Okay. Ooh. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right, Karana. <clears throat> All right, Karana is going to move up to G2 over by Quito and the Wall of Fire, and she's going to take her two attacks with her silvered short sword. That's probably going to miss. That's a 13. That will miss. And that's definitely going to miss because that is a tad. Right. And a bonus action. She's going to command Squiggly to attack G2. So he will take movement and go in for the bite. Damn it, Squiggly. Why are you rolling better than me? Uh... That is a 24 to hit. That'll hit. Alright, that is... Four piercing and one acid. Alright. Boomerzerig. Okay, um, remind me offhand, uh... Are there bonuses or detriments to firing into someone that's being grappled? No, it no, it only reduces their speed to zero. Okay, I couldn't couldn't remember. Um, okay, uh, in that case, we will do a third level scorching ray into G one. Being right. grappled by Yorvik. So let's see here. That's, uh, Four rays I get, so we'll roll four d20s. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's see, plus nine, and eleven doesn't hit, right? Nope. But an eighteen does. 
Yes. Okay, in that case, three of the hit, three of the bolts will hit. Um, dealing 2d6 fire damage apiece. So, roll 6d6 fiery damage. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we will expend a sorcery point to reroll a couple dice of those damage dice. Ah, that's much better. Hee hee. Hee hee hee. Um. Uh, 27 points of damage. Alrighty. Is that your turn? Um, yes, that is my turn. Keto, roll a d20. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, I know what that is. Sure. A seven. More of the floor falls away. Oh. At least it's over there. Keto, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, attack that thing. Oh, uh, my first one misses. That's only a 12. Yeah, that will miss. Oh, and the second one's a 14. I apparently miss. All right. I'm going to roll to see where number two is attacking. That's the only thing that's fair. It's going after Karana. Foregoing the bite, it's going for all four claw attacks. That is a 12. Miss. 13 will miss. That will miss. That one will hit. Damn. That is 11 points of slashing damage. Uh, Hellish Rebuke. She's going to flip it off and yell at it in Infernal. Okay. Is that and... a saving throw? It is not, but it is 3d10 fire damage. I'll just use the, the, the dice on that. Or it didn't do it. Okay. I'll roll them regularly then. One, two, and three. Okay. All right, that is eleven. Ooh, that is twenty-one fire damage. Damn. All right. Number one it turns and strikes at Jorvik with its tail. It did. Did number two end its turn? 
I'm confused. Continue this up. Oh, sorry. It ended its turn in the wall of fire. Okay. So, 5d8 fire damage. Ah, is it 12? 18 points of fire damage. Okay, it's looking rough. <laughs> All right. 23 to hit Jorvik. That hits. With the tail. All right, that is... Hold on, I'm having to math. Divided by two will be 19 points of piercing damage. Oof. And halo spores. All right. It fails. Okay, that will be eight points of necrotic damage. All right. Genevieve. All right. Um, seeing that the creature number two is kind of surrounded, uh, Genevieve is going to turn its attention to creature number one. Um, again, it needs to make a, a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. And since it's frightened of me currently, uh, it needs to do that with disadvantage. Doesn't that end on the end of my next turn? Oh, the end of your next turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. I rolled two 17s. Fair enough. So it is no longer frightened at the end of this turn. Um, and then is going to uh, point her rod of the Pact Keeper out at number one, saying some words, and cast another Witch Bolt. There we go. 26. That hits. All right. And. As I am in my form of dread, I am going to do Grave Touched. Once per turn, when I hit with an attack roll and deal damage, I can replace the damage to be a necrotic. Okay. And while in my form of dread, it deals an additional die of necrotic damage. All right. So, the original Witch Bolt damage. Wow, 12 necrotic damage. Great. And then an extra... Eight necrotic damage. All right. Um, and, Is that your and, turn? And that'll be uh, Genevieve's turn. All right, Ira. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna take a swing at one here since he's like basically right there. All right, uh, twenty-one to hit. That hits. Max damage, so that's max on the shillelagh damage, so that's 13 points of bludgeoning, and max on my uh, necrotic die for having my symbiotic entity, so that's 6 points of necrotic. Alright, is that your turn? Yep. Jorvik! Well, um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep him right here, and I'm gonna hit him twice with my hammer. 
first attack is a 14 plus 10, 24. That hits. For 14 points of thunder damage. <clears throat> and second attack is an 11 plus 10, 21 blackjack. That hits. For another 14 points of thunder damage. All right. Is that your turn? That's my turn. All right. Karana. Okie dokie. Stabby stabby. And then after stabby stabbies, bitey bitey. About, oh, that's a 14, not a 4. Ooh, yay. That'll probably hit then. Um, that's a dirty 20. That'll hit. Not great on the damage, though. That's 6 damage. And again. That is 7 plus 6. It's 13. 13 misses. Alright. And now Squiggly's bite. That's an 11. That will miss. That is our turns. Boomerzerig. Another scorching ray! Like him, uh, Boomer. I will do third level. So four more rays at the one that Jorvik is grappling. Uh, wow, those are some terrible rolls. Uh, I rolled two threes and a one, so that's great. But I did roll a 20, so that's good. Hey. Um, yeah. So that's crit spell. Uh, if you rolled a nat 20. Oh, oh, yeah, I did. I did. That was a nat 20. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's see here. So I got to go over to here uh, to your bot. Crit spell using dollar sign. Where's Arcane bonus. Add a d10 to damage. Woohoo! So that is going to deal six, ten points of damage. And let's see if chaos ensues. I rolled a twenty, so chaos does not ensue. All right. Uh, and that is my turn. All right, Ira, roll a d20. Nineteen. Another piece of the floor falls away right in front of Genevieve. Oof. Keto. Oh, let's hope we do better this time. Try to attack again. Oh, Nineteen to hit. Nineteen hits. Uh, and that is 10 points of piercing. Infuse streak. Uh, uh. And two points of acid. The creature will shudder and fall. Its body glowing red. 
lines crisscrossing its form as it explodes. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. So everybody but Genevieve, make a dexterity oh. save. I've got to roll two, one for me and one for Squiggly. I don't, I'm, I'm going to guess that I can't see this effect happening since my back's. No. Okay, so I don't get it. All right. Boomer. Well, that is 47 points of damage. Good. I am on the ground. <laughs> Keto. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. 12. That is 47 points of damage. Explosion. Uh, force damage. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, Ira. Um, 19. That is 23 points of force damage. Genevieve, you don't have to make the roll. Uh, Jorvik. 10. 47 points of force damage. Yep. And Karana and Squiggly. 26 for me, 18 for Squiggly. 23 each. Now, this is the interesting one because G1 has to make the save. If they make the save, they'll have enough hit points to stay alive. If they fail, they're going to die and it's going to trigger another event. <laughs> and they pass. Oh. Anything else you wish to do, Keto? Um, where did it go? I'm going to bonus action second wind. Try okay. to get some hit points back. <laughs> um, uh, and I'll get 10 hit points back. All right. Uh, oh, not 410. That would be nice. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, Akito's gonna move. Uh, oh. Yeah, as far away from the other one as possible. So, okay. all the way across to the other side of the room. And then that's the end of her turn. Number one is going after Jorvik with its claws. Yep. Also Halo. Let's do Halo first. Oh. That is a three. 
Okay, that's eight points in necrotic damage. And that will do it. Well, I had a plan. <laughs> uh, Dexterity says, please, Boomer, this will count as a critical attack against you, which will give you two failed death saves. Yep. This one I can see coming, though, right, Tear? <laughs> this is not a melee attack. Evasion's not going to work. Or uncanny I dodge. A, I don't have evasion. I, I get advantage on deck saves against effects that I can see while not blinded, deafened, or in, incapacitated. Yep, that'll work. All right. I just couldn't see the last one because it was behind me. Oh, thank God for advantage. Come on, baby. Whew. Okay. My first roll on that deck save was a nat one. <laughs> so glad I had advantage. All right. Keto, you are out of it, I think. Well, that would be really oh. nice if I am. Let, let me double check here. No, no, I'll go with your, your instincts. Oh, you are within it. So you're up first. Nine. 20, oh, no, nine, 52 points of damage. Ah, uh, she's down. <coughs> Ira. Uh, 21. 26 points of damage. Genevieve. Four. 52 points of damage. Jorvik. 17. 26 points of force damage. Karana and Squiggly. Karana has a 21. Squiggly has a 15. All right, so Squiggly will take the 52. Squiggly is back in the tattoo. And you will take the 26. Okie dokie. And we will come out of combat. Oh. Hey, um, Ira's going to go over to Boomer first and use a healer's kit. Okay. As you're going over, Boomer, death, death save. Throw. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, man. Actually, no, because I called it out of combat, so go ahead, Ira. I'll I rolled you 10 use anyway. <laughs> okay, so you passed that one. Okay, yep, using a healer, using one, one charge of the healer's kit, and, um, hold on a minute, and we'll do a, um, so he'd be stable at zero points, and then I'll cast, um, a level three cure wounds. I'm just going to use digital dice so I don't have to hunt out three eights. While Ira is doing that, Genevieve will run over to Keto and okay. cast Cure Wounds. That's 21 points of healing for Boomer. Okay. 
That is 10 points of healing for Keto. Thank you. And then, um, yeah, for Jorvik, she'll uh, touch him on the arm. It's another third level cure wounds. Fourteen points of healing. Bless you. Oh, thank you, Miss Zoom tech. No problem. Jorvik says as his arms go back to to normal size, and he dusts off his what is probably a very blackened hand because he was holding the thing as it blew up. And then, um, Karana shall do the. Also a third level cure wounds. Not as great. Ten points of healing. Noticing the floor, Genevieve will say, I believe we will need to move through the doorway now. And also, if there, if you believe that we have a short moment to rest, perhaps an hour or so, I will be back at uh, my maximum potential. Um, I just need to check something first. Inkito's going to go pick up her pike and then look for her trident. Your trident is there. Okay. As more floor begins to fall. Uh, Since oh, oh, Karana's oh. right there, she's she's going to start going through the doorway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boomer Kido runs, runs. She gets runs. all her stuff. Yep, Jorvik's heading that way. And we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Okay. Yay. They brought a cannon. They killed them, but they suffered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my my plan, by the way, if it had gotten to my turn and that thing was still alive, uh, I I'd measured I had enough movement to get to one of the places where the floor had fallen away. And yeah. I hit the thing and then drop it. Because <laughs> with grapple, you can move them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got 17 feet of movement. I can get this guy out down a hole. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, we're going to break. We're going to go get uh, beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and all that good shit. We'll be back in... Uh, Tennis. Welcome back. Thank you all for hanging out while we took our break. As we return, the party is in the hallway. The hallway is about... 40 foot long. It is six feet wide, 10 foot tall. The floor is broken away towards the end, and you see a purple crystal gleaming. Is the heart the crystal? We need the heart and the key, too. Yeah, this is this, this isn't the heart. The heart oh, oh, okay. the other room. This is where stuff oh, right. right. to unlock it. Sorry, I got a little brain fuzzled getting knocked unconscious and almost dying, you know. Um 
How big but, um, is the crystal? The crystal is approximately three foot tall and about two and a half foot wide. Okay. So me-sized. Yes. So can we throw a boomer at it? I thought well, I think... for getting the heart and the key, we had to have Yara and Yorvik yeah. do something. Right. Um, there, if I'm reading this map correctly, here there are statues next to the crystal. Yes. Can we make out what those statues are? No, they are covered with thick dirt and grime. <laughs> did, you, did you think the same thing? He was asking to make out the statues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's focus. Let's focus. I'm... I was trying to determine if they were Dwergar or Dwarf statues, so we'd know which one of us might be necessary for this. But apparently we can't, so... That makes more sense than, than you having sweet loving with the statues. Okay. Let's move on, please. Um, okay. uh... Um, the, the line that's up here that's um, on the top side of the hallway, is that where some of the floor has fallen out? Yes. Okay. Um, and how big was the gap, you say, at the end of this walkway? Like, it, is this an... Okay. Ten feet. Okay. Um, I guess we burn it. Um, Chill. Arrow will kind of look at it. Can't make out the statues. Uh, she'll pull down her fungi, fiddle with them for a second, and activate the true sight. Okay. You see a crystal and statues and a 10-foot gap in front of you. Okay. I figured it was going to be whatever. But I, mean, um, I, I, I can get over there. I don't think I can pick it up, though. Kind of I, same size as me. I Give me a history there, check, but... Boomer. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, 18. Dauntless said it had to be Dwarf and Dwergar. Right, 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 right. So, uh, this, is, this is on you two dwarvies. Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess the only thing we can do is try to jump over there. Uh, oh, if, if you give me a rope, I can misty step over and tie it off onto something, right? And then if somebody over here secures it, then you guys can go across. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. It could work. Yeah. I, he pulls out rope. We have rope in the bag of holding. All right. So, Keto's going to go to about here and then Misty step over with the rope. long okay just making sure you were gonna say i was gonna fall to the ground or something beforehand um and then look for somewhere to secure the rope over here so that the dwarf and the dark are can get over you're muted here you got the two statues and the crystal okay um gonna tie the rope around the statue on the south side of the map okay Okay. Um, 
Let me check my inventory. I think I have Keaton, but... I'm kind of uh, leery with the floor falling out. <laughs> if Ira doesn't, then... Uh, do, do, do... Oh, wow. I, I, Karana surprisingly doesn't. Never mind. You know, I, I've got them. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> Wait, no, she's got a climber's, she's got a climber's kit. That would have pyth pythons in it. Yeah. yeah. Just slightly leery of, you know, spiking one into the floor since it's trying to fall and crumble and whatnot, but I guess that's our only choice. Um, does that give me anything for this? Uh, so can I secure the rope to my trident and like throw it over to them so that it okay. spans the gap? Sure, and then they can do whatever they need with that end of the rope. Yep, arrow will try to catch it. You're gonna make me roll for it or. Nope, you caught it. Okay. Seeing as I'm a dwarf, and dwarfs come with the stone cunning, um, can I... Will that give me anything in selecting a spot to hammer in a piton that is solid? With your stone cunning, there's no real solid. Boomerzer has an idea. Just a minute. You're going to tie it to Boomerzer and Boomerzerig polymorphs himself into an ox. All right. Go ahead and roll chaos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, well, I rolled a three. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. This is going so well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. You cannot speak. Pink bubbles come out your mouth when you try. Luckily, that happens after the spell is already cast, so so that's good. So, so I'm an ox that's an blowing pink, pink bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and we're probably all just looking at that like, well, it's just another day with my mare's rig. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, so I, I guess we go across and we'll climb across on the rope. Um, Give me a uh, acrobatics or athletics. Um, I think I suck at both. Uh, I'm a little better at acrobatics. It's a 19. Uh, you get across. Uh, I have a 17. You get across. Start looking at the statues. Are you cleaning them off? Yeah, she'll kind of gently, you said it's dirt and dust or whatever. They are statues of elves. That's weird. And, um, maybe we just both have to touch it at the same time. Ready? Sure. On the count of three. Uh, one, two, three, then go. One, okay. two, three, go. And we both touch the crystal. 
The crystal will hum and your hands become stuck steadfast. Does, does it hurt? Are you guys in pain? Um, no, just can't get okay. my hand back. Okay, that's no. fine. And it's, I don't know I like if you hear my... the humming or not, but it's its humming a little. Um, well, this is awkward. Is there any it's writing up. on anything? They're stuck. Nope. <laughs> I'm not putting my other hand on it. <laughs> so she's just looking if there's writing anywhere or um, nope. Try touching the statues. Oh, now this has oh. turned into a game of Twister. Alright, um, before he touches the statue, though, Jorvik reaches out and puts his other hand on, on Ira for a moment and says, It's okay. We're gonna be fine. It's all gonna be fine. And then I'm reaches sure. over to touch the statue. And nothing happens. Um... I try, um, I speak in Dwarvish at it. Nothing say, happens. Um, we beat your guardians. Now, now give us the heart or the key or whatever. Um, you filthy fucking piece of shit. All of that's in Dwarvish. Like I said, this is pretty awkward. Um, I, I, we should have gotten more info from the sergeant. It looks like. Acquired your hand. Maybe it has to take your hand. Um, no, no, I like my hand. That's righty. It's my best hand. I went the other way and I put my left one on here, but it may not be my best one, but I'm still partial to it. Can you move the crystal? That would require putting another... Go ahead. I, I'm just going to, you know, like, pure strength, just, like, try to, with my hand stuck on it, lift the crystal. Nope. Uh, no, no, that kind of hurts, actually. Um... To really try, I think we'd have to put our other hand on it, and I, I, I really don't want to be full on stuck. Oh, can you like kumbaya together or something? I don't know. <clears throat> what what's this kumbaya? What are you talking about? Are you deaf? What's kumbaya? Um, I. I, I don't know how to say it in common. Uh, well, you work together and you're like, oh, yeah, we're great. We love each other. That never works for a long period of time anywhere. But, okay. I, I, I give Ira a big hug, whether she wants it or not. <laughs> with one <laughs> arm. 
She'll hug you back. She's just, she's not, she's really not angry at you guys. She's just flustered by the fact that now they're stuck to the stamp crystal. And none of us have a clue what to do from here. Um. Uh, normally, this would be the part where I'd hit it with a hammer. But the last time I, I hit something I didn't understand with my magic weapon, it, it took away my magic weapon, and I don't want to lose my hammer. Can you hit it with your head? Then my face would get stuck to it, and I don't like that as my favorite thing. <laughs> Do you, do you have a, an unfavorite face? I mean, there have been a couple I didn't like, but I mean, everyone's face is kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> that pirate guy, I didn't like his face. Nah, he had a he had a terrible look about him. Um, Would you all like me to try something? Yeah, Any, sure. Anytime. Very well. Um, Genevieve will take out her Book of Shadows, waving her hands and pointing the rod of the Pack Keeper, and is going to cast Eldritch Blast targeting the crystal. Um. Please roll damage. Okay, that's two blasts. So... The first one is three force damage, and the second one is also three force damage. All right, Patrick, you will take six points of force damage as your Eldritch Blast is repelled back against you. Oh, shit. Okay, that was a bad idea. Well, I, I, I'm just... I mean, you healed me, so I can't say that I'm glad it hit you, but... If that had hit me, I don't know that I'd be standing. Why are there statues of elves here? Uh, Keto's gonna try cursing at the the elf statue in Elvish. Nothing happens. Uh, train Dwergar. I don't know Dwergar curses. But Ira will let out a string of, you know, what probably sounds like really deep, really guttural. It is, they are, they are like pretty, pretty staunch rank curses in Dwergar. <laughs> Nothing happens. Have you tried being polite to it? She's gonna look across the divide if you can see her. She just raises an eyebrow. Oh, great crystal. Please let go of our hand and give us the heart or the key. Or both, if that's what's inside you. Nothing happens. <laughs> she's, she, again, she's just like, you know, what? Alright, the only other thing I could try is we could try to dispel it. Don't think it'll work, but we could give it a shot. Alright, I'm for it. We'll cast the spell magic. Nothing will happen. Hmm. I, 
I got nothing. Um, the the ox stomps around and takes the 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 rope in its mouth and kind of wiggles the rope. Uh, just need to come back. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, the ox, uh, the ox wraps, kind of, kind of trails the rope and wraps it around Genevieve. Um, what? Boomer, what are you doing? Can't talk. Hey, 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 I just remembered I could talk to animals. <laughs> Kino's gonna laugh at you. <laughs> I speak with animals. Well, uh, I'm guessing it's been a minute, right? So no more bubbles. No more bubbles. Okay. Uh, 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 okay. This is probably a bad idea. I'm sorry. But you like wrap the rope around them and tie them to the rope, and then I pull them across. <laughs> It'd be a fun ride for him, maybe. But attached to the crystal boomer. No, no, right, right, right. They're attached to the crystal. Yeah, 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 yeah. You tie the rope around them, the, the, them two. Okay, Boomer seems to think rope. if we tie the rope around you both, he as an ox can pull you and the crystal and somehow not make you all fall in this big pit in front of us. Mm -hmm. lose the hand. Time. Um, um, uh, no. I feel like that's a recipe for losing all the skin off the palm of my favorite hat. Probably. Yeah, Boomer agrees with you now. I think it may be possible that you may have to lose the hand. If this were in my company, this would be no nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, the willingness to sacrifice one. The willingness to sacrifice both limb and life over a cause is quite great. So you I... think I should cut off their hand? Wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait, just a second. You're um... just gonna, like, the best mother tone you ever heard? You just try it. <sighs> just um, to... I, I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm think like, Jorvik's brain says, ooh, it's like, it's like finger cups. And I'm going to try and push my hand into the crystal. Nothing the happens. Oop, nope, that didn't work. I hate to say... I hate to suggest this, and I know it was ruled out earlier, but... Just... I wonder if you did try using both of your hands, both of you, to lift the crystal if it would work. All right, fuck it. And I take my other hand and I slap it down on the crystal. And it's yep. stuck. Yep. Here it does too. Yep. The crystal fades. <laughs> Ira is holding a key. Jorvik is holding an emerald heart with a vein of menthol through it. Very smart, Karana. Good job, Karana. And then Jorvik you. holds the heart over his head and, and Zelda music plays. Da -na -na -na. Yep. Oh, okay, so do you guys need to get back over before I untie this rope? 
Yep. And Ira's um, gonna go back over. Uh, Ira, did you have the bag of holding? Yes. I hand you the heart to put it in the bag of okay. holding. Yep. She'll put it in the bag of holding, put it along with the key, and go across the room. Alright, and now we're athletics checks to get back across? Yep. Um, that's a nine. Era falls. Uh, can I attempt to catch Era? Yep, it'll be a dex check at disadvantage. Shit. Hmm. All right. Well, I rolled the same thing twice, but neither of them are good. So uh, that's an 11. You cannot catch them. You're, uh, you're falling in the darkness. The rest of the party is standing there. Boomer's rig is a yak or a buffalo. <laughs> and this is where we're going to end for the oh, evening. You bastard. <laughs> that's... that's me. I'm not here. I'm not saying it. Nope, you don't get it. <laughs> no. I earned it. Nope. That's yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to take a moment to remind people who we are, where they can find us, and we're going to get out of here. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Karana, and you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Cap'n Guppy Cake. Hi, gamers. I continue to be Lot Clark, and uh, tonight I was Jorvik Bramblebeard, and you can find me uh, on the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, the voice of Genevieve. And you can find me on Twitter at PeculiarPatrick. Hi, everybody. This is Ames. I was the voice of Ira, and you can find me on Twitter at LollyGFIFO. Everybody, this is Christina, the voice of Keto, and you can find me on Twitter at TMWorskaskula. I'm Dan, the voice of Boomerzerig, on Twitter at RavenousDan. And I'm Tear the DM, the world's okayest DM. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at tier underscore the underscore DM or on blue sky at tier the DM. Remember to love each other. Love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And in that, we bid you good night.